0: Hi, welcome to Life in Application. I'm your host Jay Huey, and this is my co-host Jason Birkey. Um, so far, we've been working off just a set of questions that um, I've kind of come up with of questions that have either been asked to me or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, today, I got some questions that people, have, you know, written in, and I didn't give you any prep, so let's All see how right. you do. All right. Fair question enough. one: When it says they are still here today, does that mean today or when the writer was writing? And that's Really talking about like in the Old Testament when it talks about, you know, the kings and whatnot Mm -hmm. they're talking about. So are those places still here today or is it just when the writer was talking?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So when the Bible was, you know, written, you know, like if you talk about like the Pentateuch and, you know, when they came across the, you know, the, the Jordan or the Red Sea and they put up a monument and it says, and it's still here to this day. Well, that was still here to this day as the day it was written. So... You know, if we try to go there today and find that monument, we're not going to find it. It was there in the day that the author of the book wrote that.
0: All right. So then my follow up question to that would be, are you know, like you'll see like in places and then the people debate about them, you know, like, is this Golgotha or is this where Jesus died or where he was buried? And is is there anyone who knows exactly any of these places? I mean, or do they just narrow it down to, yeah, it's somewhere over in the Middle East or Israel?
1: Well, they have an idea, right? So, you know, Golgotha, you know, that means, literally means the place of the skull. So, it's got to be a place that at least somewhat resembles a skull, right? And so, you know, the Bible also says that, you know, Jesus was buried in a, a tomb, and it was a rich man's tomb, right? So, it was probably outside the city, and it couldn't have been too far of a walk because they probably didn't want to carry a, a body that far. So we have some general ideas, but you know, no one knows exactly uh, where it is. They have general ideas. You know, there's a consensus that Golgotha is either this place or that place, and this is most likely, you know, the the tomb. But no one is a hundred percent sure.
0: All right, next question, question number two. This is a good one. Okay. This is one that I have the same question on. Old Testament rules versus the New Testament rules. Examples. Types of meat we can eat.
1: Okay. So the question is, you know, it was... You know where I'm going with that.
0: Yeah. Can I eat
1: shrimp? Can I eat crab? So, great question. You know, uh, two things to remember. One, very technically, the rules are still the same. And the rule is obey God. So that was the rule in the Old Testament. It's the rule in the New Testament. How that looks between the Old and New Testament is different. We do the same thing with our kids. Right now, we tell our kids, you know, when we're not home, you guys can't eat. Because if you choke, no one's here to help you. Well, when they get older, we're going to lift that rule, right? But the rule that's never lifted is that they have to obey us. Right? Yep. And so, for like the meat, you know, that is, you know, that was an Old Testament rule. And it was really more um, part for, you know, dietary and for, you know, better health, but it was to distinguish the Jews from the rest of the world. In the New Testament, we, we see that that rule is completely lifted. You know, Mark uh, chapter, chapter 7, verse, you know, 19, Jesus says, you know, Jesus made all foods clean. It's either Mark seven nineteen or Luke seven nineteen. I, I get those mixed up. But it says that Jesus made all foods clean, right? And in fact, that was such a big deal going forward that the Apostle Paul um, wrote that to Timothy. So you, I'll have you read this one. So it's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3
0: through 5. So 1 Timothy 4, 3 through 5. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created these foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks, for we know it is made acceptable by the word of God in prayer.
1: Right, so that's talking specifically about false prophets. So that's one of the ways that you can identify a false prophet, is they're saying, well, you have to follow these dietary restrictions in order to be saved. And this is what a good you know, follow Christ does. And Paul was telling Timothy that everything has been, you know, sanctified, has been cleansed. And that's why we pray for stuff, you know, before we eat is sanctified through, you know, the act of prayer. And so that's, that's a good verse for that.
0: All right. I just want to also say that we are in no way prefacing what people should be eating or not eating. We're just saying. Right. That it's that not a sin the to question. eat. Yeah, it's right. not a sin to eat those things. But there are things that we probably shouldn't eat for health reasons.
1: Right. And the other thing, you know, talking about Old Testament, New Testament, is that, you know, Jesus said that he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And so there's two types of the law. There's the, uh, there's the moral law. And then there was like the ceremonial law. Moral law is, you know, don't kill, don't steal, you know, uh, don't, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Things like that. Ceremonial law were more like, you know, washing your hands before you eat. Um, you know, the Sabbath being on a Saturday. And so all those things were, were, are different in the New Testament. It's interesting, um, just in case anyone cares to know this, you know, when the law was given, the Israelites just came out of Egypt, right? Correct. And they were there for 430 years, 400 of those years, they were in slavery. What didn't slaves ever get? A day off. And so that law where they had to take a day off was a reminder to them that they were no longer slaves, that they were free people, and free people get a day off. And so even in the New Testament, the idea of taking one day as a type of Sabbath where you take a day and you just take your day off is
0: also really good to do. Right. And so one of the things that we'll have a follow-up on is um, that kind of goes with that question. It actually goes with another question because I was able to look ahead. But um, there are a lot of, and I'd like to talk about it because I think it comes up and especially as we are witnessing, um, there's a lot of rules or laws in the Old Testament that I think how we answer them when people bring it up because it's those gotcha uh, mm-hmm. where people are actually looking for a Christian to fail, uh, whether it be working on Sunday or... Um, touching uh, pig skin, you know, or stoning, you know, like the things that, we, that they stone for and whatnot. And, and people are looking for gotcha moments. Right. How, and I'd really like for the application of that is to know how do we turn that to being the light, like which is our whole mission here is to be the light for the people, you know, the light of the path.
1: Right. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, is that, you know, we obey God. So whatever God requires of us, we need to be willing to do, no matter how easy it is or, you know, how hard it is. And typically I found that that people that are looking for the gotcha aren't overly interested in, you know, following Christ. They're interested in making sure that other people
0: don't. Oh, agree. Right. Agree. All right. Question number three. All right. All right. In the Bible, there's lots of examples of demon possession. Is that still around? I mean, we're talking, um, obviously you'll know it better than I do, but, you know, where he cast so many demons out of someone that it was in a herd of swine that went over a cliff, you know, and there's multiple Mm -hmm. verses in the Bible. But we don't talk about it now unless we're talking about, you know, a scary movie, you know, like the exorcist or the omen or something like that, you know, Chucky. Right. Um, So is demon possession still around?
1: Yes, for sure. You know, it's been said that the greatest trick that the devil ever played was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And so in, in the Bible times, you know, it was kind of a known fact that people could be, you know, demon-possessed. In fact, one of the stories that I liked the most about that was the man from Genisareth was He was running around naked And they would put him in chains and he would break free from them and he would take stones and cut himself. And that's the story that you referenced when there's so many that they ran into a a herd of pigs. There's 2,000 pigs and they ran off the cliff and killed themselves, right? And when Jesus threw the demon out of the guy, the man put clothes on and sat down at Jesus' feet in his right mind and listened to Jesus teach. I think that we have done a great disservice by immediately eliminating that possibility from a lot of events that take place you know if we look at horrible things that have happened like you know i lived in connecticut for seven years and you know we were probably 30 to 40 minutes away from sandy hook when that uh, guy went in there and you know shot i was at 19 you know k5 and first graders right maybe he was demon possessed but if we say that right people get angry right and they think that we're you know either making excuses or you know there's a lot of uh, pushback on that and they'll say well you know maybe it's mental health and you know I I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist you know, I'm not a doctor but I know that you know demon possession still exists and that's a great example of something
0: well i think you know me just my personal opinion and one of the reasons why we people feel that way is cuz we went through a whole period of time called the dark ages where We were burning people at stakes in the name of Jesus. We were burning anyone who we didn't like or killing them or, you know, the Inquisition all that. I mean, there was a whole period of time where we were actually ran, where I think we used, as a society, we used demon possession to, for personal agendas. Agreed. So I think that's why it's got such a bad connotation, but that, and and I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of my, um, One of the whole reasons why this is important to me is because there's been so many things as I read the Bible, you know, much more in detail now than before because I really want to learn more, is finding the verses that I've heard and whatnot a million times but never paid attention to and just, you know, I think as Christians we forget to to speak on some of the things that are are hard to hear. Yeah. You know, and then I don't think, and like you said, then I don't think we're uh, sending people well-equipped out into the world to talk to people about, you know, when these questions come up, like, what's the answer? Like, well, I don't know. We always just breezed right through that. Right. You know?
1: Well, you know, and there's nothing in Scripture that says, you know, this will end. Right? There will be no more demon possession after the Holy Spirit comes. Right? So that, that was never said. And so there's zero passages in the Scriptures that would indicate that, you know, demon possession would end.
0: Are there other things in the Bible that God does give an end done
1: well in first Corinthians chapter thirteen you know it talks about things that will pass away when Jesus comes back right to um you know to take the church out of the earth but you know it's it's not saying no so it's it's like knowledge will cease tongues will cease uh prophecy will cease um you know and it's talking about the greatest thing is love but it's 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 not saying that um the intent of that verse is saying that when, you know, Jesus comes back, you know, we all go back, all these things will, you know, will end. But, you know, even if demon possession was thrown in there, which it's not, but even if we want to lump it in with that, Jesus hasn't come back yet. So there's no way that it could, um, that w- there's no way that it could stop.
0: Well, th- that's the point I wanted you to get across was, right. was just saying that, that um, sometimes we put our own constructs on things and, We put end dates on things that don't actually have an end date.
1: Yeah, one of the things that, you know, I like, it's a saying, it's not mine, so I'm I'm not stealing it. But it says where the Bible is silent, we should be too. And so if the Bible doesn't speak on something, you know, it's sometimes it's fun to, uh, you know, speculate and think, well, maybe this, maybe that. But we need to make sure that we're not making a doctrine or a belief out of something specifically where the Bible is silent.
0: Oh, we're still going to talk about aliens one day. All right. No, that's not in the Bible. We're still going to bring it up.
1: All right.
0: All right. So this is one of my favorite ones to talk about. Um, number four, is God of the Old Testament more violent than God of the New Testament? And I will say this, a couple stories that come to mind right away is, um, and I don't know their names, but when the guy came back and he had taken a couple possessions when they went to war and... Achan, Achan, and God opened up the, the ground and swallowed not just oh. him but his whole family.
1: Well, yeah, no, they were stoned, not like with drugs, but they threw rocks at him and killed them. That it was, was Achan. the ones opened
0: up with the
1: sons of Korah,
0: right? But I'm just saying. And then the flood, um, Sodom and Gomorrah. And we can go into detail in that because I still have a problem with you know Lot offering his daughter, his virgin daughters to the. But that's another can, story. Yeah, that's a whole another one. But um. You know, just and then you get to the New Testament, and like the stories completely change. I mean, like there's no more wiping out or or whatnot. I mean, so it's almost like once you know the God in the New Testament is a lot less violent than the guy right. in the Old Testament. So you no, know, great
1: question. You know, um, a lot of people ask that. A couple of things to keep in mind is that you know a lot of the wars and things that you know that of the atrocities that happen in the Old Testament. We have to remember that just because the Bible records it doesn't necessarily mean that the Bible is endorsing that. We have to remember that the Bible is a faithful record of what has happened. And so sometimes we'll look at some of the events that God does in the Old Testament. And we read the New Testament and we're like, man, the God in the New Testament is so much nicer than the God in the Old Testament. But we're kind of forgetting two things. The Old Testament... The history of the Old Testament goes from the creation of the world, right, and we can put whatever date on that that we want, all the way up to about four hundred BC, and then it stops. So you're looking at a minimum of four or five thousand years, six thousand years of history. The difference, the 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 like the time span between like the end of Genesis. And by the end of the first chapter of Exodus is 420 years. The entirety of of the New Testament, with the exception of the first like 11 or 12 uh, verses of of the Gospel of John, is only about 100 years. So a lot less time uh, of uh, recorded history in the New Testament. But the book of Revelation is a pretty violent book.
0: Right, no, and, and, and I understand that. But, I mean, so what do you tell someone? I mean, like, where they where they come in and they have, um, you know, because when, you, when you're telling stories of the Old Testament, it, it I really like reading it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's like, it, they're cool stories. Right? I mean, they're, they're good stories. And then you're like, well, holy cow, this person messed up and they were stoned. Or this person, you know, the punishment for this was death or stoning or whatnot. And then you get to the New Testament, God's like, oh, man, forgive everyone's. Not seven times seven, but seven times seventy, and you're like, "Where was this guy in the Old Testament?" Like, well, remember we wandered around for forty years because of unbelief. Of belief. So I mean, but think about this: so Acts chapter five,
1: the very first uh, portion of Acts chapter five, story of Ananias and Sapphira, light of the Holy Spirit. What happened to them? Struck down dead. Right. Right. And then in Revelation, like literally. Half of the world is going to die or more. I mean, it's like a total annihilation in Revelation. I mean, there's everyone, like, even everyone knows what the word Armageddon is, right? Right. It's like.
0: And we're going to get into that in in a multiple part because that's, to me, that's very confusing.
1: But you have to remember, you know, God has different attributes, right? He's, He's not just all love, he's not just all righteousness and wrath and justice. He's all those together are God, and we don't even know all His attributes because there, you know, there's just too many of them, and, and we can never fully know God. And if we think we know all of His attributes, then we have just put God into a box. And so, what we do know is that you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, God is loving, right? Offering forgiveness and offering, you know, repentance. You know, people giving people opportunities to repent. He's long-suffering, but at some point, justice has to be served. And one of the things that we always struggled with is that, you know, we were taught, if you do what's right, God will bless you. If you do what's wrong, God will punish you. And then we see people doing what's wrong, and we're thinking, why aren't they being punished? And that, bo- and that messes with our minds. And the Bible never says that. The Bible even says that, that those that are sinning are storing up for themselves judgment right they're storing up wrath for the day of judgment so the longer that they go on sinning and living and we, they're not being judged or punished it's because God's given them time to repent and if they don't then they have to you know, pay for all those deeds and so if
0: they, if they had a big warehouse of all those deeds yep and then they get saved yep and they repent it gets burned well, to the ground the minute they get saved is all that gone all of it all right so one of the things, and that brings up, and I want to bring it up on a follow-up, is the repenting, because I, I think we struggle with that as Christians. Of, um, and I'm sure there's verses that talk about it, about whether you're continuously doing something, knowing that you can repent, or if you are continuously doing something, but you're actually working towards not doing it again. And okay. I'll use myself with swearing, you know, like, and we talked about this before this all started, but. Um, my mouth has always been the uh, downfall of me and my, my talk. And, um, you know, I, um, am I really working for it? Am I? And I'm not, you know, and I mean, you prayed beforehand because I want right. to start the path of, of not swearing anymore. But, you know, I, I think a lot of times people um, are, are they just saying the words or are they actually walking the walk?
1: Yeah, that'd be you, a good follow-up. You follow talked up. to me
0: about that uh, beforehand, and you brought up some good points. And I'm like, you know what? I, I I didn't think about it like that. And that and that's what we're really going for right now is uh, the application part. So I I love the questions that are coming in. Um, please keep bringing them in because I I think we fail on the house. You know, like and and the, the swearing thing. And we'll probably do that next week because you know Jason brought up a bunch of points to me. You know, like. Uh, how to get past that you know like this is why you want to get past that because if if you're not working to get past that then you really have to start questioning you know am i on the right path right if i'm not working towards that then i'm not on the right path so um excellent points and we appreciate all the questions so please keep sending them in because uh you'd be surprised at how many people have the same questions and that's another one of the reasons why we started this because so yep. many people have the same questions they sure do Is that it? Is there any more? Nope. Well, we got more questions, but we're out of time for tonight. All right. Sounds good.
1: All right. Sounds good, Jay. All right. Thank you, Jason. All right. Thank you, everyone. All right. Bye.